Welcome, dear friend, to uh, Drive Time Big Q&A here on Faith FM. This is the program on Drive Time Big Q&A where we look at the big questions in life through the lens of God, faith, religion, and the Bible. Uh, we look at uh, trends in world uh, religious uh, uh, circles, but also in the wider society. Uh, today I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Fabiano. It's great to have you with us uh, on the program, Fabiano. Thank you, Pastor Hugh. Thank you for the um, the invitation, and uh, truly, this is a wonderful opportunity. Thank you. Uh, it sure is uh, great to. It's a wonderful opportunity for me as well to be uh, partnering with you today, Fabiano. And I understand today that you're looking at probably the most important question of all: yes. Is there anyone listening? Is yeah. there anyone who cares when I have something to share? Mm. And uh, of course, today uh, we are going to continue uh, what where we've been, I guess, this last week with various yeah. different hosts and co-hosts, as well as last week for that matter. Too, as we explore the practical, lived, relational aspects of a life lived with God. And uh, today I understand that uh, you're looking at the big question of prayer. Yes. Yeah, and the That's privilege right. of prayer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to share with us just as a foretaste of where we might be going today? Oh, uh, yes. Um, maybe let me start by this. Uh let me start by saying this, and some of you may find this to be a little bit uh, unsettling, but, you know, is prayer fun? Mm. The answer I would give to that is no. Is prayer something that entertains me? And I'll say no. Is prayer a direct dialogue to heaven with an immediate response? I'll say no, really. So I, these are some of the things that we wrestle with because we do not find uh, prayer to be uh, that exhilarating thing that you just tune and plug into and then all of a sudden wonders happen, miracles happen. Um, I believe that prayer is none of those. It, prayer rather is unique in that it is the, uh, time when one, uh, uh, connects with God, not, not in a sense that, okay, all of a sudden I'm going to get all these, uh, 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 goosebumps and, and, and I'll feel all these, I'll start seeing all these miracles happen. But it's a, it's a, it's a unique experience where one's heart opens up to God and, uh, pulls out whatever it is that is on your heart to God. Uh, and the focus is actually not on you or what you're receiving or, or anything of that matter. But rather the focus is actually on God. And so the mm. focus is no longer on receiving, um, uh, but rather communing. And, uh, the focus is no longer on, okay, am I going to hear an audible voice? Am I, you know, am I going to, uh, uh, uh pray and then I get a, a brand new BMW? Like, am I going to, you know, am I going to get A, B, C, D? No, the focus is actually not on that, but prayer is more on, you know, let me open my heart to God. Let me commune with God. Let me just, bask in his presence mm. and according to his will and according to how he chooses to uh reveal himself or answer my prayer I'll, I'll be happy with that because i believe that he knows what is best so prayer is a time that experience but very different to what i guess um some of us may be uh wanting I, simply because obviously many at times as humans we are desperately needing something right there and right then <laughs> but then if if that is the mind mm. i'm answered then we miss the whole point and purpose of prayer is to commune mm. 
to mm. be in God's presence, to open uh, one heart to uh, God and to just bask in His presence. Right. So, so in other words, prayer is more than just a vending machine. That's it. It's more than just a, uh, an ask, command, and receive, but rather yes. instead it's something far deeper and right. far more relational between us exactly. and, yes. and between God. And that is the key, relational. Relational. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so it really is very important. It's, it's powerfully important. In fact, I guess it must be the great imperative yes. uh, of the Christian life is to be spending it uh, together with God in prayer. Mm. Now, I want to, uh, I guess, take a little detour, if you will, okay. uh, and uh, uh, look at uh, some of the trends that are happening in the world around us today. One of the things we like to do here on Big uh, Drive Time, Big Q&A, is that we'd like to uh, consider what's happening out there in the big wide world and uh, look at it uh, from the perspective of uh, of well, of of the greater reality, of from God's perspective, from from biblical perspective. <clears throat> now, I came across a really interesting article uh, just uh, today. In fact, uh, in, indeed, it uh, was only uh, an article that was. Uh, 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 Brought online or updated online just yesterday, and right. it's taken from Psychology Today. Yeah. Okay, so this is not a scriptural textbook, uh, this is or theological textbook, but rather instead this is from Psychology Today, uh, and it is a uh, an article that explores a very radical uh, set of claims made by John McWhorter. Now, John McWhorter is uh, a professor uh, in the United States of America. Uh, he's an African-American professor. Now, you might think to yourself, well, why is that uh, of any significance at all? Well, it's not, mm-hmm. except until we realize that he has uh, written uh, a, a treatise uh, or, or at least has uh, uh, written a, a, a new book uh, that he's entitled Woke Racism, How a New Religion Has Betrayed Black America. Right, uh, and uh, he argues that DEI, <clears throat> which of course in Latin Dei, meaning God, ah, right. <laughs> uh, he he, of course, looks at that acronym as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. Uh, he talks of this as the third wave anti-racist movement that swept across much of America uh-huh. and is, in his view, a religion in all but name. Now, you may recall, listeners, last week uh, uh, when uh, Fabiano, Fabiano and myself were last on air, yeah. that we talked about, well, is Disney a religion? Okay. And, uh, uh, well, is indeed woke uh, woke ideology more than an, an ideology, but in fact a religion. Right. Uh, and uh, he suggests, Professor McWhorter, and again, understand that this is from a, an African-American perspective. Yeah. Uh, he suggests that it is the new religion. He gives seven reasons why. And uh, I want to just share some of these with you, Fabiano, and with okay. our listeners and uh, get, your, get your take on this. But the, the seven points that he makes here is that the elect – that there is an elect uh, within uh, third wave anti-racism uh, or, or wokeism, and uh, he uh, he says that uh, the elect <clears throat> have uh, basic assertions that must not ever be challenged, that cannot be challenged. Okay, uh, and uh, that structural racism is in fact a core theological tenet, you might say, uh, of. Uh, of their belief system. Uh, secondly, that they have a clergy uh, and that there are some what you might call high priests of this movement <laughs> uh, who are uh, uh, various intellectuals and, and others uh, who uh, are very prominent within the movement. Uh, thirdly, that uh, they, uh, the elect have the concept of original sin uh, in that he uh, says the elect are to ritually acknowledge uh, if they are indeed uh, uh, non-African American uh, that they possess white privilege. Right. Uh, or indeed, if they're not from a minority. Uh-huh. Uh, 
with an awareness that they can never be absolved from it. Mm. Uh, fourthly, that they are evangelical, <clears throat> that they're, they're actually uh, very uh, assertive, even aggressive uh, in seeking to convert the young, particularly young adults, uh, to their way of thinking. Right. Uh, and uh, that in some regards, not so much insufferably or smugly, they are actually evangelists uh, and they are religiously, zealously evangelizing. Uh, and fifthly, that they are apocalyptic. Uh, in other words, that uh, they believe that there's a last great judgment day coming for America. Uh, that's when America owns up to or comes to terms with racism and finally fixes it. Uh, and then sixthly, the, the elect ban the heretic. Uh, they ban the heretic uh, through cancel culture uh, and make it an imperative not only to critique or disagree, but to seek to punish and eliminate uh, those who disagree with them. And then finally, seventh, uh, on his list, he says that they seek to supplant older religions. Right. And so he gives several examples of how the elect have sought to uh, blend in, undermine, and uh, seek to dissolve the roots of various different uh, uh, older religious uh, communities uh, and denominations and so on within mm. the life of the United States of America. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, those are his seven pointers. Now, right. I wonder, as you consider that, it certainly has or sounds like it might have some of the hallmarks of religious uh, thinking or, or activity, uh, at least a certain brand of religion, because not all religions are like that, yeah, uh, one yeah. needs to say. Yeah. Uh, and, and true Christianity uh, ought not be like that. That's right. But that being said, it sounds like it is a certain form of religion. Um, and yet, would you, would you agree uh, that whilst it sounds to be the case, and it certainly has the forms of religion uh-huh. and, and some of the, uh, the structural forms of thinking that yes. sometimes pervade religion, that there are some key or, or uh, critically important components that are missing or essentials that are missing uh, from that that make for a true religion. What, what do you think about that, Fabiano? Yeah, I must admit that I've been trying to understand the word uh, wokeism ever since uh, it became um, uh, a popular word Um with all honesty, I have not, I would not say that I truly understand it, but from the little that I have understood, I think, uh, it is, uh, when people, um, uh, uh, recognize that there is, uh, racism and they want to, uh, talk about it and do something about it, but other people then start saying, hey, actually you're not, uh, uh, dealing with the root problem, but you're just, uh, uh, I guess almost like, uh, covering up. And I could have been, I could have misunderstood that, but it is a loaded term because uh, I realized that, um, uh, even, um, yeah, when, when it is being used, uh, in different circles, people almost have to kind of explain exactly what they, what, what, what they're meaning. So for me, I guess just listening to that. So I'm going to respond best on his take on, uh, uh, the, uh, this, uh, uh, workism being a form of religion, um, uh, not necessarily, you know, uh, responding to workism because I myself, I'm still trying to understand it. <laughs> yes, um, yes. but yeah, so, okay, so it is, uh, becoming, uh, a thing that, um, I guess, that has been spoken of, uh, in the wider culture, on social media, in the news. So, it is, it, yeah, it, I, I can see how, um, there's a craze about this thing, uh, called workism today, uh, mm-hmm. which is tied to racism and, and, you know, how one responds to racism, uh, all of that. But, um, I'm trying to remember now your question. What, the question was, uh, 
Uh, are there, uh, whilst it might seem to have some of the forms of religion, right. is there in actual fact some essential missing ingredients uh-huh. that are not found within wokeism yes. that are found within true religion? So in other words, okay. it's missing some things that would make it a true religion. Yes. Well, in my humble opinion, a true religion uh, must recognize God, uh, the creator of all things. Um, I think God comes first and foremost in order yeah, in order to identify a certain uh, set of beliefs or uh, practices to, uh, sub- to, ask- to, uh, to subscribe to religion. I think there must be a God uh, mm-hmm. in order for it to be called a religion. Yes, then I know that in different cultures uh, and in different parts of the world, they have their gods and mm-hmm. they therefore they have their religion. But scripture does talk about a true religion. And, and as a Christian, I would like to argue that the God of the Bible is the true God and therefore uh, those who adhere to his uh, 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 word and commandments and uh, way of life uh, mm-hmm. uh, therefore are subscribing to the true religion. So in terms of wokeism, uh, is there something that is missing? Uh, yeah, I, I think definitely there is something that is missing. Well, there isn't God in it. Uh, unless if you really want to take it to another extreme and say, which I guess I, can, I could understand and to a certain degree agree as well. At <laughs> a certain degree agree. <laughs> in that, um, well, nice qualification there. <laughs> in that there's always an anti- antithesis. Uh, there's always mm. an, an, an antagonist uh, to anything. And yes, while there might not be a God in workism, well, we could say that uh, anything that is not of God is of the enemy. It's sort of it's of the uh the devil and so i know some people may <laughs> uh i guess uh um not like what i'm saying but but what i'm saying is that according to scripture if god is not in it then the enemy is in it now um like i said this is the other extreme but this is just my own opinion um and i do believe sincerely do believe that um uh, god is not behind it uh and so therefore um yeah, I, I, I think definitely, yeah, wokeism, um, and the little that I know about it is, um, uh, it's something that, uh, uh I, I wouldn't really call it a religion. That, that's just my initial thoughts here. And I don't think I would agree with this professor. I do believe it's an issue. Yes. And it is mm. definitely mm. taking up a lot of people's time and a lot of people are engrossed in it and, 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 and it's the thing of the day that people are talking about and so busy about it. I guess it could be a God it, and, and of itself, um, in that so, in that so much people are absorbed in it, but I could not call it a religion. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fascinating take that you've uh, you've provided us with there, Fabiano, and and it really brings to mind the fact that, uh, like uh, Professor McWhorter was saying, uh-huh. uh, that in his own in his own understanding or apprehension of uh, uh, wokeism as a form, you might say, of right. religion, uh, that uh, in making the case, he does say that yeah. uh, wokeism is. Uh, it has a tenets or, or beliefs, core beliefs that must not ever be challenged. Right. In other words, it has absolutisms. Right. And, and right. wherever there are absolutisms, that uh-huh. of itself begins to speak of this idea, well, if there is an absolute set of truth, mm. then there needs to be an absolute uh, uh, truth teller. Truth teller. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get yeah, you. Yeah. 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 So, so in other words, uh, <laughs> uh, the, this in itself is a missing ingredient within wokeism that uh, uh, whilst it is talking about uh, its own forms of absolutisms. Right. Uh, what it is missing, by extension, is an absolute source. Yeah, exactly. Of yeah, those yeah, yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. tenets, uh, and so yeah. uh, I guess it uh, it is indirectly pointing us to the fact that 
well, if you're going to hold to absolutes, uh, then you need to at least acknowledge that yeah. uh, that there must, at, in some way, form, shape, or other, yes. be an absolute being yes. uh, behind and designer of uh, that absolute truth that holds together and, and and uh, and integrates all things within the universe, as you as you pointed out there, a, a creator. Yeah. Um, now, without wanting to, I guess, uh, <laughs> become bogged down in all of this, because uh, it is an interesting thing that we've looked at just now, but I, I do understand, of course, that you have yeah. something powerfully important for us to look at today. Right. And I don't want to take up too much of the time on that. But I uh, just want to share one qu- couple of quick thoughts. And one is uh-huh. uh, that uh, that another aspect of wokeism that fails to meet the test of religion yeah. is the lack of prayer. Mm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, right? The, yes. the, the ability to talk to and to speak with exactly. uh, an absolute being who that's absolutely right. cares and loves for each one of us and, and for, e- for you yes. as our listener yes. and for yes. each one of us in the studio here today. Uh, and yeah. the lack of that, yes. uh, Professor McWhorter, in fact, uh, Professor uh, Viveki, Um, who is also a psychologist. Uh He points out uh, on behalf of the American Psychological uh, Association that uh, collectively we don't have a shared sense of what is true and good anymore within society Mm. like we used to have. And this is resulting in nihilism, political fragmentation, chaotic pluralism Mm. uh, in our knowledge systems, but also in terms of serious mental health problems. Wow. Uh, That's a powerful statement. Yeah, and an internalized sense of fragmentation within our lives. Wow. And all of that, of course, stems from uh, a lack of permanency uh, and belonging and understanding mm. that comes from that absolute being that we've we've spoken of just now, who we yeah. can speak to with the yes. absolute privilege of prayer. Amen. And because yes, that's what you're yes. going to be talking with us about today, isn't it? Very, very true. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking about prayer, we're going to, to uh, segue just now, and we're going to allow Mercy Me to sing to us about the joy uh-huh. uh, of of prayer even in times of storm, even in times of, of trouble, yes. uh, and how that uh, this can be a source of great encouragement and power to us in life. We don't have to be fragmented. We can be people of faith who overcome. And this is uh, Mercy Me, Word of God, Speak. I'm finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is It's okay The last thing I need Is to be heard But to hear What you would say to be 
Welcome back to Drive Time Big Q&A here on Faith FM, Positively Different. And this is uh, your Positively Different radio station. And uh, really greatly privileged uh, today to have with me on the air uh, Fabiano. And Fabiano is going to be talking uh, with us today about the wonderful privilege of prayer. Uh, Before we uh, turn our attention there, I want to uh, bring your attention, uh, listener, to a free offer that we have available to our listeners today, uh, and that is uh, the great book called Steps to Christ. You know, I wish, Fabiano, that I'd I'd listened to people my first 10 years. (laughs) Would you believe my first 10 years as a Christian? Yeah. People told me, you need to read that book, and I didn't. I never did, and 10 years down the track... I finally picked it up and, and thought, what was I thinking not to read this little treasure, absolute <laughs> yes, gem of yes, a book that uh, helped right. me to fall more in love with Jesus than mm. ever before and made, gave me an even more insatiable appetite for the Word of God, Amen. which I already thought I was hungry for all the yes, time. Yes. So, uh, Steps to Christ, great book. Uh, it's uh, yours, uh, free of charge, uh, and we want, to, we want you to have it. It's such a blessing to me and to millions around the world. Yes. Uh, and the code word for that is SA. One three two. That's S A capital S capital A. We like to think that stands for South Australia here in Adelaide. S A one three two. Steps to Christ will then be yours if you text that uh, code word S A one three two to zero four triple eight. Eight oh eight double one. That's zero four triple eight eight oh eight double one. Texting through SA one three two to that uh, mobile number, and that book is yours. Steps to Christ. Now, I hope you don't mind me giving this away uh, on air now, uh, there, Fabiano. But uh, truth be told, yes. some of your inspiration, um, you know, if there is to be any inspiration outside of the Word of God uh, for today's broadcast. Uh, has come from a particular uh, chapter of yes. that self same book. That is very true. And in fact, I would say that um, most most of what what I'll be sharing today comes from um, uh, chapter eleven. Um, and obviously, I've studied it, looked at the text, and uh, put together some of something that I could share. But I would say, yeah, definitely, that has been my you know source of. Um, <laughs> knowledge and uh, what I'm about to share pretty much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chapter 11. Well, we can't wait to hear more of what uh, you have to share with us today about the privilege of prayer. Yeah. Well, prayer. And let's come to Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 7. And there in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, the Bible says, Ask. So there is that command to ask and it will be given to you. Uh, seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. If you believe that um, the Bible is true and that uh, God's word can be trusted, well, here is a an invitation to pray. Uh, and you may say, well, what is prayer? Obviously, some of the other presenters have touched uh, on this. Uh, but I would just like to highlight once again that prayer is uh, the uh, communication or the communing uh, with the deity. And um, this is something that uh, uh, in all cultures, in all religions, uh, um, you would find this is something that is in a sense in every culture and every in every religion there's always this desire and practice um, practice of communing and communicating with the deity and we find that in the bible as well um obviously in the earlier uh 
books of the Bible, uh, um, you'll find that prayer was more spontaneous. Um, but uh, over time, it became more uh, organized and uh, uh, was even, uh, I guess, uh, formed into some kind of liturgical um, uh, practices. And so prayer really, at, at its very core, it is this idea of communing with God, communicating with God, uh, and... Um, yeah, it's, it's more of a journey and a relationship more than anything else. Uh, uh, because I know that today, uh, when people think about prayer, they think about uh, certain postures or certain words, uh, that must be said. And many a times when I'm studying the Bible with people and I, I ask them intentionally, Hey, do you want to pray? Just so I can see, as I can hear them obviously respond to God. Um, and obviously so I can be blessed too by their prayer. Uh, yeah, many a times people say, well, but I do not know what to say. Oh, I may have said the wrong thing or, you know, <laughs> all, all of that. Uh, and so I like to say that prayer mm. is simply that, um, uh, that, uh, utterance that which you say in, um, directing it to God. Uh, and, um, obviously, uh, I must obviously go back here and say, hey, it's not just anything that you say, because I know that there are people who have no respect for God. They'll say all kinds of things. But this is when you say something, uh, in, um, uh, with an understanding, uh, of who God is, uh, with, uh, respect and reverence and just wanting to really connect and, uh, share something with God, uh, and, um, yeah, just commune. I think commune is the best word there. So here in Matthew 7, coming back to the text we have just read, uh, we are uh, invited, therefore, to ask, to seek, and to also knock. And if we think about these words, what to ask, that is, you know, there will be times, yes, where we need, as human beings, we are finite human beings, where we will need guidance, where we will need uh, help, we will, when we will need uh, God to provide certain necessities in life, and we are invited here to ask. There is nothing wrong with asking. In fact, God would want us to ask. Uh, also, in that same verse, it says, seek. Well, Prayer is also about seeking God. It's also about wanting to uh, journey with God and uh, uh, learn more of God. And so a part of the seeking through prayer is this idea of uh, wanting to be in God's presence so as to understand Him and you know, invite, asking God to actually reveal Him to you. And then obviously there's the knocking uh, part uh, whereby one may be desperately uh, uh, wanting to have a breakthrough in life and wanting you know life transformation. And God invites us not to just um i guess let things um let me put it this differently god invites us to actually open our hearts to him and yes in that same book steps to christ uh chapter 11 we do find uh these words which i think were uh beautifully put together truly inspired um because i do believe the author of this book is actually an inspired writer um uh, she does say uh prayer is the opening of the heart to god as to a friend full stop i think that's it that is the definition of prayer mm-hmm. um i know that many people uh wrestle with the thought of prayer because they think of structure posture many other things but truly i think this is the best way to understand prayer in that it is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. So therefore, don't worry about what you will say or uh, if you're not going to uh, grammatically construct the words and say them right, 
don't worry about that. What God is after is actually your heart. Um, is your uh, intention and uh, motive uh, to commune and to know God and to have a relationship with Him, then that's what matters. That's what's important. We come to Romans, and Paul argues by saying that if God gave up his son for us all, uh, and this is obviously Romans chapter 8, 32, uh, is he going to behold anything from us? Let me read his own words. He says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, for us all, let that include you, my friend. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things. And so we see here in these uh, words of Paul that truly, uh, obviously it is a question that Paul uh, asked here, but obviously there, it is a question that uh, has, um, uh, that is an answer in itself, uh, mm. in that God is willing and is ready to give us all things. Uh, in fact, he has shown that in that he gave Christ Jesus, the darling of heaven, to, to die on the cross, um, so he could demonstrate his love toward us. And so therefore, Paul is saying, hey, if God has already given up his son for us all, well, if you're asking for a loaf of bread, why would he withhold that from you? He has, he has already demonstrated his love toward you. And I do believe that truly this is, um, uh, why prayer is so important in that prayer, um is 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 um uh is something that um uh, uh maybe let me put it this way prayer is uh, uh it's god's invitation for us to commune with him and uh, to open our hearts to him prayer is that important because god is uh wanting to actually connect with us journey with us uh develop that relationship so prayer is that important very very important i mean in any person uh, who's uh, who's in any uh, uh, relationship, whether it be marital relationship or um, uh, you know parent-child relationship uh, um, or any other relationship for that matter, you know that time and communication is key. Well, God wants us also to spend time with Him and to commune with Him, and so prayer is very important if we are to develop a relationship with him mm. if we are to hear him well we need to spend time in prayer let me uh, say something that may not um, uh, I guess please many of our uh, fellow Christians out there today we pray less it is it is it is um, embarrassing to even have to say that we pray less, uh, and and the reason why we see so many uh, issues in our lives and our churches, the reason why we see little uh, uh, progress in many ways, whether it be uh, uh, in growing the kingdom of God or uh, or even you know growth in our spiritual lives, it is because we pray little. Uh, if we truly prayed as we should, as if our life depended on that, uh, you know, we will see big things happen. It mm. is sad to say that today, uh, even those who uh, profess to believe in God, uh, sad to say they don't have much time for God. Uh, and uh, yes, they do pray in their own uh, uh, private lives, and uh, that is good. And in fact, we need to do a lot of that. But you will find that uh, um, prayer is not a... Um, uh, is not a it's not, it's not a, it's not something that, that, on, that needs to be done 
uh, alone, uh, all the time, always. Uh, it is definitely uh, something that you should practice as an individual, but you'll find that actually if we had to understand prayer in its uh, 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 broadest sense, it also includes others uh, because when we pray with others, actually there is a ministry of intercessory that takes place and that is as much uh, needed uh, 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 as well as our prayer uh, private personal prayers as well. And so prayer is very, very important. And so I like the words once again from chapter 11, where the servant of the Lord says, you know, prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. Not that it is necessary in order to make known to God what we are. He already knows us. Uh, But in order to enable us to receive him, prayer does not bring God down to us, but bring brings us up. Let me read this properly. But brings us up up to him and so i try to meditate on that uh uh that uh, uh paragraph there uh, you know i wondered you know what does that mean and this is how i understand that um you know prayer is uh is not something we do so as to inform god uh, so as to, you know, as if the, as if we have breaking news, right? To say, oh God, you, have you heard? Or, yeah, I got something you know, to tell you, God. <laughs> something to tell you. <laughs> Bet no, you haven't heard it. <laughs> exactly. Actually, God knows and he knows yeah. what we're about to pray for already before we even utter the words. Yes. God knows all of that. And, uh, it's not that we need to actually bring him down here to, to earth and so he can see our misery and our sufferings and our challenges. It's not that we can actually do all of that to God, but actually mm-hmm. prayer, I, you know, she says that, you know, prayer enables us to receive Him. And the way I understand that is that prayer, um, uh, kind of, uh, signals to God that yes, Lord, please, you know, come into our lives. We need you. We, um, uh, we, we are ready for you. We believe in you and we trust in you and we want you to, uh, work and, um, you know, Take control of our lives. It's like that enabling key. Uh, uh, and so that is prayer, really. And God is already there. Uh, he already knows what's happening. Uh, in fact, he already knows what you're about to pray for. He already knows what you need, but he's just waiting for you to verbalize it. Just mm. like, uh, you know, a, a, a young, uh, couple who, uh, in a relationship contemplating marriage, you know, uh, you know, either spouse is always wondering, when is that time going to come? And for the, uh, husband to be, he's always thinking, uh, you know, uh, you know, when is she going to give me the signal that I should move ahead? And she's probably thinking, when is he going to propose, right? God is always, uh, waiting for us to give him that signal. Yes, Lord, please speak in our lives. Uh, have full control in our lives. Please come. And, you know, we, we desire to be in your presence. So that is prayer to me. Um, so not that, you know, it is some other thing that we need to do in order to twist, you know, to twist his hand mm. or to really bring him here or inform him of what he doesn't know. No. In fact, it's more of us. Uh, uh, opening our hearts to him, uh, you know, just preparing ourselves to him and, and really saying, Lord, 
Yeah, we want you in our lives. And so for me, I find this therefore to be very, very important because once again, there's no relationship that thrives without communication, without time. And prayer is that which uh, enables us to actually have that time with God and to commune with God and to connect with God. That's, that's how I understand it, Pastor Hugh. There's a lot in that there, uh, in what you've shared with us just now, Fabiano, and I, I appreciate the fact that uh, our listeners will be thinking, wow, prayer has so many different aspects to it, and it is such a, uh, an important part of my relationship with God. In fact, it's, uh, it's invaluable. Mm. Uh, it's indispensable. Uh, to any relationship to be able to communicate and how much more so with God. I love what you were sharing with us just now that there is so often the case that for many people, yeah. uh, it seems that a great hindrance to actually even praying yeah. uh, is this idea of, well, hey, look, I'm not even sure if I know how to do this or mm. know, what special words or formulas do I need to use. Uh, and there's a wonderful verse just on from where you were sharing there in Romans 8 verse 26 right. that says the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Amen. Uh, for we do not know what to pray as we ought but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words yeah there are certain things within us that are just too uh, almost too difficult to share with god so we think yes and yet god has already plumbed the depths of the inexpressible parts of our Mm. being uh, to make it possible for us to understand that hey look now he he gets it even he gets me better than even i get myself (laughs) That's and he's right. even speaking on my behalf, the Spirit, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, speaking to the Father on my behalf. That's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful thought. That's right. Uh, and uh, I guess the other thing, too, is many people wonder, does God even hear me? You know, mm-hmm. When I pray, am I just speaking to myself? Well, First yes. John 5 verse 14 says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, uh-huh. that if we ask anything according to his will, Right, and by the way, His will is only to do what is good and, yes. and perfect uh, and, and wonderful in our lives. Yes, uh, you know, and it may not be as we think it or, or see it, but ultimately, it's our best. Yes, but it's the confidence we have in approaching Him that if we ask anything according to His will, mm. He hears us. Praise God! And uh, if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, yes. we know that we have what we've asked of Him. Yeah. As it relates to his will and a relationship with him. So um, I, I love what you're sharing here, that it's about forming, deepening a relationship with yeah. God. That's right. Um, dear friends, if you want to know more about uh, this this wonderful chapter that uh, that uh, Fabiano was sharing uh, these thoughts on the privilege of prayer with us from, yes. uh, and then you can have this free book from which he has drawn some of these really wonderful gems uh, regarding prayer. Uh, and to to have that uh, uh, in your library, and not just on your shelf, but in your hand and your heart, <laughs> we hope, uh, you can just simply text uh, this code word, SA132, SA132, that's what you text, through to this number, 04888 Double one, and that book steps to Christ yes. can be yours. Amen. Well, I want to just uh, uh, share with us uh, a word from our sponsor just now, yes. uh, and uh, we're very thankful for all that they do for us here on Drive Time Big Q and A. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And not only that, but by the support of our listeners and by the support of a loving God, yes. whom we'd love to talk to. Yes. And uh, so tell us more about what it means to talk with God. That's Father. right. And I want to maybe answer the question, how can I develop and maintain this practice? Mm. Um, once again, we've already highlighted the fact that you do need time and you do need to uh, 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 bask in his presence, really. Uh, and so... Um, the other thing, therefore, that we need to uh, understand about prayer uh, is that um, 
and and once again, you have just touched on that. It is the idea that we need to actually understand that when we pray, uh, especially when we are asking for something, that we must ever remember that we need to ask according to His will. Mm. Now, um, I've read a statement. Uh, now it just came to my mind. <laughs> it didn't come to my mind as I was preparing, but maybe this is the right time uh, for me to. Uh, paraphrase this statement and then we can look for it uh it is the phrase that says god is too wise and too good to answer our prayers in the time and in the manner that we desire i may not have quoted the words uh word by word but it is in that same context and these are words which were written by the same inspired author. God is too wise and too good to answer our prayers in the time and in the manner that we desire. Just like a parent, right? God is our heavenly parent. Uh, well, as a father of three, I know that uh, uh, everything they ask for <laughs> are not always the best at that very moment. And in maybe also answering it in the manner that they're uh, uh, wanting that is not always the best uh if you're an, if you're an auntie an uncle a grandpa a grandma you know if you uh, have uh, interacted with any child you know that uh sometimes you have to say hey Maybe not now. <laughs> and so if we take, oh, yes. if we take God to be our Heavenly Father, then let's understand that as well. True. Um, you know, there are a number of texts too to keep in mind. Psalms 66 verse 18 it says, if we, re- if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So we must be willing to actually do His will. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, follow His words. Proverbs 28 verse 9, one who turns away his ear from he- hearing the law, uh, even his prayer is an abomination. Now, those are strong words. But what is this reminding us is that we need to understand that if we desire a relationship with God and we want God to answer our prayers, um, then we must be willing to actually um, uh, 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 walk with him genuinely, uh, understanding who he is and uh, wanting to actually uh, uh, also... Um, yeah, um, do something that will bring honor and glory to his name or something that God would approve of. Uh, and, um, Matthew 6, 12 says, you know, and forgive us our debts. This was when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray. One of the lines in that, uh, uh, template says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Well, if we are going to pray, uh, you know, asking for, uh, our dear Lord to forgive us, let us remember that we must be we must have a heart that is also willing to forgive others. Mm. Uh, and so that yeah. is so important. Uh, we could go on, but I find these other verse to be also powerful. Matthew 21, uh, verse 22. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing. You mm. want to know how to maintain this practice, how to have a vital, vibrant prayer life. Well, when you pray, you must believe because Matthew 21, 22 says, whatever things you ask in prayer, believing. That is the key word you will receive. Uh, and uh, Paul picks up on this in Hebrews 11, 6 and where he says, but without faith, faith is important. That is a, that is a trust, trusting in his word, that his word will do what it says it will do. So without mm. faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And oh friends, if we had time, we could unpack that. You can be creative in prayer. Um, 
but understand that you must be desiring a journey a genuine relationship with God as you journey with God. Yes, be creative. You can pray in your closet. You can pray in the bus. You can pray everywhere. Uh, what's important is the motive and the intent uh, of your heart. And so, friends, uh, when we think about prayer, let's just think of a time to um, commune with God. I think that's the best way we could understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so, so for what you're sharing there, Fabiano, it's uh, true to say then that that prayer is uh, more than just simply, uh, uh, I guess, uh, sharing some thoughts with God. Right. It's actually uh, growing to appreciate who God is even more, as yes. we so often do when we begin to converse with God. Mm. And we gain a greater understanding of who we are when we talk to other people, because we yeah. hear ourselves say things or yeah. uh, you know uh, share things that we thought, "Wow, I never thought I thought like that." Yeah, I never. Th- Realized I felt that way until mm. I began to speak with you. Right. Uh, and there's really nothing better than to speak with someone who brings out the, brings out the best in you, but helps mm. you to surrender and put aside the worst in you. That's right. Uh, and, and that's what happens when you have a conversation with God. You begin to become yes. uh, aware of uh, your own deficiencies and your own, uh, own uh, issues and gaps in life, but you also become more aware yeah. of just how much God loves to spend time with us and, and uh, become more aware of who he is. Yes. Uh, and uh, uh, prayer begins to change things because it's first beginning to change us. That's right. We're becoming more like the one we're spending time with. Amen. And I think that's really yes. what the world needs. Uh, yes. uh, the world needs prayer to come out of the closet. Yeah. You know, it, it needs, <laughs> uh, it. it needs uh, people who've spent time with their, their heavenly father mm. uh, and become more like, uh, more like him. That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, tell us more about, uh, in the time we have remaining, if you, if there was one thing yes. that you think really our listeners need to know in the couple of minutes we have remaining, right. what right. would it be about prayer? Prayer is a life of constantly talking to God so as to maintain a relationship with Him. Mm. And let us understand this point because this was one of the points that frustrated me as well um, uh, in my early walk uh, with God. How come I say something but I don't hear something? Well, just like any two, any coin that you may hold in your hand, there's always uh, a, another side to the coin. Mm. So, the other side to the coin is the Bible. Because in, um, yes. I should have written this text, but I believe it's Romans th- uh, chapter 10, which says that, um, faith comes, comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to hear God speak to you. He may speak audibly if he chooses to, but he has provided the unmistakable, uh, um, uh, uh voice of his through his word. So you, yes, talk to God, but his word uh, will speak to you through the scriptures. And, um, and, uh, uh, sometimes he will also convict your heart. The Holy Spirit will convict your heart of, uh, um, uh, of the, uh, course of action to take. Uh, and so God will journey with you. Now, obviously, as you spend time in prayer, as you grow in, in this, um, in this practice, the more and more you, you, you begin to see his hand. Yeah. I, I think that's important for us to remember because in this day and age, especially in the me, in the age where people, are so bombarded with so many media out there, they, they're used to, uh, um, you know, I press a button and I hear a voice, right? Uh, and they may be wondering, well, how come I'm praying 
and I'm not hearing an audio, uh, audible uh, something. Uh, well, prayer is us once again opening our hearts to God, and 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 we need then to hear or listen uh, through His Word, through the Scriptures. Uh, that that I think uh, is worth remembering to anyone who is journeying uh, in prayer. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Beautiful thought, and uh, and here's a thought, here's a word straight from God uh, to close our program today on this same theme. Uh, and God Himself says uh, through the prophet Jeremiah, who yeah. who had his sh- fair share of uh, downs uh, and and not only ups, yeah. uh, and uh, he says this. He says, God says, then you will call on me. This is Jeremiah twenty nine twelve. He says, yes. you will call on me and come and pray to me, yes. and I will listen nice. to yeah. you. I think there's probably nothing more than people need today mm. than to really know that they've been listened to and deeply, truly heard. Yes. Uh, and God says, I will listen That's to right. you. In fact, he says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And, and friends, that begins in prayer. Mm. Well, uh, let's uh, let's end our program with prayer uh, today. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the great privilege of prayer. Thank you that we can come to you as those that uh, that you incline your ear to. In fact, that uh, that you long and yearn to hear us speak, speak your name, uh, to spend time with you, and to share our heart with you. And you've promised that when we come and seek you, that uh, we will find you if we seek you with all our heart. That when we come and pray with you, that you will indeed truly listen. And so, Father, that's probably, that means more to us than even answers to prayer because it's the greatest answer of all, to think that uh, the God of all the universe takes time out of his schedule to spend time with me. Uh, that truly tells each of us of how much worth we are uh, in the sight of God. So thank you, Father, for the wonderful privilege of prayer. Uh, and knowing that when no one else listens, when no one else seems to care or understand, you do. Thank you for the gift of prayer. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Oh
Shout while passing through. 